You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Check out Sporting News, where I have the fantasy football rookie rankings up there, as well as all our rankings with our team, their sleeper strategy updates, anything you need to know here to get you ready for your 2019 fantasy football draft. So, there's that, and here we continue on Lockdown Fantasy Football with our team-by-team team previews. We're almost done. Hard to believe we've almost gone through all 32 teams. We're up to a number 30 today as we finish up the AFC West this week. Uh, we started with the Broncos to end last week as we also had the AFC South team previews. Well, we have to continue with the Chiefs today, then we'll look at the Los Angeles Chargers and finish with the Oakland Raiders right off the debut of Hard Knocks Tuesday night. We'll talk about the Raiders on Wednesday. So saving the most craziest team there for last uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of good stuff to talk about there. We definitely will with today's team, the Chiefs that are up. We know that they're one of the most exciting offenses in the NFL, one of the best sources of fantasy football production anywhere. So it'll be a good team to talk about here as we get to the home stretch of our team-by-team previews. If you missed anything, uh, check those shows out. We've covered, again, 29 previous teams, so they're all out there for you to listen catch up there. And uh, we'll have a lot more on players and rankings and uh, mock drafts uh, coming up after we finish with these team previews here so stay tuned on lockdown fantasy football let's dive right in however to the chiefs a team that can't wait to talk about again because of how great they were last year namely one patrick mahomes and what a year that mahomes had if you drafted him in a spot that was kind of in a qb2 range and out of uh, the top 12 maybe you got him in the top 15 based on his upside you more than got what you uh, invested in there. 5,097 yards passing, 50 touchdowns, magical number that we know that's only been reached there by Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Magical, magical season overall. Only 12 interceptions. It's incredible to have that high of a volume and get to 5,050 and do that. And then just in case you weren't satisfied with that, he gave you 272 yards rushing and two TDs there. So 52 total TDs for Patrick Mahomes. Give you a few bonus points on the ground. So overall, just one of the greatest seasons individually in reality and fantasy football. And he won MVP, deservedly so, for it. Now, can he uh, build on that? (laughs) Well, it's going to be hard to build on that. But the question is, we know there's going to be a natural drop-off. After Tom Brady had his big year, after uh, Peyton Manning has a big year, Tom Brady had the injury. Peyton Manning just had a little bit of regression to the mean there. So I think when you look at the regression, however, the question is, are you going to see numbers drop to the point where somebody else is a preferred fancy football 
target here in uh, 2019 at quarterback? Well, I'd say no, because you look at the Chiefs roster, and with the news of Tyreek Hill avoiding suspension and any discipline from the league, keep in mind that they didn't have Kareem Hunt at the end of last year. Damian Williams was a big savior in a lot of teams as a RB1. That you only have one real change in this offense. It's Mitch Morse leaving at center. So you're left with Austin Ryder right now, the former Brown, looking like a potential starter there. But you have great right tackle Mitchell Schwartz. Laurent DuVernay-Tardif returns from injury at right guard. Eric Fisher coming off of finally a good season there at left tackle there. So everyone else remains intact. The skilled players are there. The one guy that's gone from this mix, and we'll talk about that is uh, Chris Conley. He had a key role. He still wasn't the starter there last year. Tyreek Hill getting back up to speed here. He's been banged up a little bit. But overall, the supporting cast is very much intact for Patrick Mahomes. The schedule is still not too bad for Patrick Mahomes. Again, just to get to 50, a lot of things get have to go right. But if I'm saying he's going to drop 10 touchdowns overall, that's still 42 combined touchdowns. And that's still a very special fantasy football season. So really the question is, how high do you take him overall versus the field? I think in that top tier of quarterbacks, you look at Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, it's pretty close there in that to kind of Mount Rushmore for the 2019 season. So we know that. I mean, if you like Andrew Luck a little bit more or think Deshaun Watson's going to have a bigger season because of his running, I don't think you're all that off base. I still like Mahomes because his floor is uh, about the ceiling of most quarterbacks in this league. So that's where I want to start with. I think the talent is supremely there. If you put together everything, the mobility when needed, the big arm, the big frame, he's got everything that Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, and Deshaun Watson have all together. So that's how I look at it here is that Patrick Mahomes right now is going, this is the savvy kind of a selection here in the rankings with the experts, the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, have him at 47. The experts always are going to rate quarterbacks in that range, so that would put him at the end of the fourth round in a 12-team league, uh, the penultimate pick in that round. But we know the average draft position with quarterbacks are different because everyone thinks you're supposed to have a big-time quarterback, especially those players new to fantasy football. That is amazing to me, the disparity. The average draft position, however, is 21. So he's going before the end of the second round when the experts have him ranked before the end of the fourth round. So that is pretty interesting. I think he falls somewhere in the middle to me. I don't want to use the second-round pick on a quarterback. I'm just not going to do it when there's so many good values, and especially when you have a tier there. When you look at it, that you still have three guys that are very viable, and you were not going to nearly invest that high of a spot on him. When you look at it in relation, um, Aaron Rodgers, 71 ranked. He's going 52nd in average draft position. Andrew Luck is going 50th. So you're talking about 30 picks later, and I don't think he's 30 picks better than those guys in terms of the value you're going to return, especially with the opportunity costs that you're giving up at uh, other positions, uh, right wide receiver, running back. You're going to give up a chance for an elite 
player there. You want to have that core three in your first three rounds. So I think his fourth round is where I would look at him. But if I'm taking him earlier than that, I'm not returning the value I need, especially when you have Rodgers and uh, Luck that are available a little later for a little better value. So that's how I kind of look at it. You have to see are his numbers per game going to get you more than what you had down there versus the running back you could have taken there versus the running back you could have taken later or wide receiver you could have taken there the wide receiver you could take later so you have to look at all that but it is very funny to me these guys are all in the same tier you got one guy going the 20s you have Rodgers, Luck and Watson all going in the early 50s so I'm all about looking at value at quarterback now you could go later and get even better value but again you have to weigh what average points per game you're giving up there. I mean, you look at the guys that are available in the 50s through 70s here where these quarterbacks are ranked, you're down to the kind of Lamar Millers, the Allen Robinsons, James White, Rashad Penny, Terry Cohen. You have uh, a little bit of uh, Robbie Anderson down here, Darius Geis, Latavius Murray. These are the guys that are available more around the range of Rodgers, Luck, and Watson, when you go up to the 20s, you're giving up some really special players, I mean, including Damian Williams in the backfield, a good transition we're about to make, uh, Tyreek Hill also in that range. Uh, you have Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Marlon Mack, Amari Cooper. These are some big-time producers that can really help your team that you could take instead of Mahomes and still get a very good quarterback later when the pickings are a bit slimmer at wide receiver, running back, and to some degree tight end. So that's what you have to weigh. Again, if you jump on Mahomes in the second round, you're not going to get the value because you're going to lose out on value in other positions. If you wait to the fourth, that's more in the range of where you can get him. That said, somebody's probably going to take him before the fourth. I think you could if you feel good about, really good about the guys that fell to you in the first two picks. Be aggressive and get him in the third, but let someone else make that mistake of taking Patrick Mahomes too early because history has shown that numbers are not going to duplicate the way people expect quarterbacks after such a remarkable season. Now, we turn to running backs, and I mentioned Damian Williams. He's a bit banged up now, has a hamstring issue in training camp. That's opening up the door to who could be his top backup. Remember, Damian Williams was a top backup, whether it was in Miami or Kansas City, until the Kareem Hunt situation went down last year thrust in this role. He's always had that ability all around as a good pass protector, pass catcher, straightforward runner to put up numbers, and that's why they trust him as a starter. But who's behind him? It's up in the air right now. Carlos Hyde was uh, picked up there. Carlos Hyde changed hands from the Browns to the Jaguars last year. So Hyde comes over as an option. You have Daryl Williams hanging around. You have Darwin Thompson with six-round picks. So they're still kind of sorting out if something should happen to Damian Williams, who's going to be the next guy there? And uh, I think Thompson has the more upside, Carlos Hyde being the power back, so I think you could see by committee approach. Why that's not really in Andy Reid's nature, and that's why they turned immediately Damian Williams carrying the load when Kareem Hunt, who was carrying the load, was released, let go by the team last year. So Damian Williams, to me, when you look at him, I wouldn't invest too much in his handcuff because things are going to be fluid here. I think it could definitely be a committee. There's just not one guy 
to replace him on this team. You're looking at more of that Spencer Ware, Charkandrick West type situation as a committee replacement for Damian Williams. Now, high, how high should he take Damian Williams? Well, I think he definitely is locked in to me as a RB2 with some good upside. So right now his ranking is 22, his ADP is 27. I think that's about right. I think the ADP, people are just a little skeptical because it's only been a short burst of time where Williams has been a starting back in this league. But I wouldn't be because it's a team Andy Reid likes to trust one back. can do a lot of things. Williams was outstanding last year down the stretch, in some ways better than Hunt for what they needed in the situational football. So believe it when you hear that uh, they were really into Williams and wanted him to be starting back. But just be wary a little bit, see if that injury lingers, see who possibly is going to get the first crack of replacing him if something happens there. And if you look at Carlos Hyde versus Darwin Thompson, I think the rookie there would have a little bit more upside there overall. Carlos Hyde, we know the limited power back, not going to be much in the passing game. So that's what you're probably going to see is Hyde in an early downs, Thompson on, on later times there. So I, I like Damian Williams, and those two guys tells, tell me that they're okay, they're going to go committee, but there's also no real threat while Williams is on the field to cut in too much into his touches. Now we'll get back in a moment to talk about the Chiefs exciting wide receivers led by Tyreek Hill, but guys, we've got to take a break here to talk about sex. We're not talking about just regular sex, we're talking about good sex, great sex. And now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence back in bed. Listen up, you just have to go to bluechew.com. That's right, blue, like the color blue. With blue Chew, you're getting the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take Blue Chew's any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity comes about. And guys, everyone could benefit from extra conf- confidence and extra function where it counts. You're used to talking a good game, is, but with Blue Chew, it's what really helps you with your follow-through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. And because Blue Chew is made in the USA and prepares and ships direct to you, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And I have better news for you. Right now, there's a special deal for you, the listener to Locked On Fantasy Football. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code Locked On. That's right. You can get your first shipment totally for free at BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W, Dot com, you'll just pay the $5 shipping. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to try it absolutely free now. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, and faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll be right back with a look at the Chiefs wide receivers and tight end values for 2019 in fantasy football. All right, uh, we talked about Patrick Mahomes, we talked about Damian Williams, quarterback and running back situations looking very solid and uh, picking up where they left off for the most part from last year. Now let's turn our attention to wide receiver. And there was a little bit of a tricky moment there with Tyreek Hill. We know off the field there's a lot of controversy over that, but for our purposes we'll leave that out of it. He's available and playing, and that's what we're looking at here in fantasy football. And... It's surprising to see how high we quickly put him up there. He's dealing with some injuries now, uh, just taking it slow, probably just a time off a little bit to get back in the mix. But I'm looking at the rankings now. Tyreek Hill is ranked fifth, ADP of eight. So he's going 
in drafts as a clear wide receiver one with no hesitation. Last year, you look at the season, 87 receptions, 1,479 yards, 12 TDs. That screams elite wide receiver one all over it. So you look at overall, he had 1,630 yards from scrimmage and 13 touchdowns. He had one on the ground as well as 151 yards rushing. So Tyreek Hill, special dominant receiver there. Uh, we kept him out of our reality wide receiver rankings there at Sporting News until all that was cleared up with him. But clearly he's one of the best receivers now all around in the NFL. We thought he was just a speed demon, but that's what throws me really completely off and wild But what he does on the field. 17 yards per catch. So that's hard to keep up, but that then again, he's got a big arm quarterback and he can run faster than probably anyone in the NFL. So when you have a guy that just runs by everyone else and a quarterback who can throw the ball past everyone else, it usually adds up to big things. It's a perfect match here between Mahomes and Hill. So that value, I don't think that's exaggerating. When you look at those numbers, those were clearly dominant wide receiver one numbers. So Odell Beckham Jr. has got the injury issues there. We don't know how Juju Smith-Schuster will settle as a number one now in Pittsburgh, getting the attention. Michael Thomas doesn't give you as many touchdown opportunities. Mike Evans can be hit or miss with his efficiency. You have Antonio Brown adjusting to a new team, coming off a foot injury here that's slowing down his practice time with the Raiders. So when you add it all up and you go down T.Y. Hill and Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper, it comes back to Hill being right outside those big-time players, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones. They just have a little bit better baseline, while Hill could be a little bit more volatile from game to game. So that's why they're a little bit ahead. But I think there's a fair argument that Hill should be taking over OBJ, just given the nature of what he does in this offense and the targets and the true number one sense where you do have Jarvis Landry in Cleveland cutting in with some targets out of the slot there. So Terry Hill, no-brainer, wide receiver one, and would not be shocking if you took him in the top four at the position overall. Now, elsewhere at wide receiver, the big change was Chris Conley left. You have Sammy Watkins hopefully being healthy to be the number two. They drafted Miko Hardman, kind of a little bit to hedge their bets on Tyreek Hill and his situation in the second round. So pretty aggressive pick there for Hardman there, uh, who's Hill, but a lot to learn. He's got to have a lot of polish there. Speed and quickness are his assets, but everything else is a work in progress. They have uh, Gary Dieter hanging around. Demarcus Robinson is still in this mix, so... When you look at that, there's a big opportunity for Watkins without Connolly there. And I think people are being pretty aggressive with picking Watkins. He's going 32nd both in ADP and 32nd in the rankings. So he makes the cut as a wide receiver three here. When you look at it, let's look at Watkins' numbers. He only played in 10 games last year, started nine, 40 catches on 55 targets for 519 yards and three TDs. So he would flirt with about a thousand yards if he was out there consistently. And keep in mind, you have the vacated targets there of Chris Conley, 52 targets there, 32 catches, 334 yards and five TDs there. So a lot of opportunities there to make up. Demarcus Robinson, I don't see his role expanding too much from uh, 22 catches for 33 yards, 288 yards, and four TDs. He'll have his opportunities to score. That's how you get to 50 touchdowns if you're a quarterback. 
But I expect Watkins will pick up a lot of the slack for Conley because you look at these guys, Hardman may not be ready. Garrick Dieter is not meant to be more than just a possession receiver. And some of these other guys uh, you're not even heard of, so we won't even talk, in them, talk about them. But definitely a big opportunity for Watkins opposite Hill consistently. The key with Watkins has just been can he stay healthy. That's always been an issue before arriving in Kansas City last year. With Buffalo was the foot injury that was nagging and annoying there. So with the Watkins, if that happens, the Conley production should roll into his column here. And uh, there are more vacated targets to talk about. I'll get to those in a minute. But if you look at it, Conley being gone is very good for Watkins' value. I think I think he's a conservatively fair wide receiver three. Am I going to be too excited about him? No, but we know he's in the big-time offense. We know the town is there, and I think you just take it sometimes that you're going to get a good baseline of production. Now, I mentioned other vacated targets that are key here. That is Demetrius Harris, and he didn't do too much there to cut into Travis Kelsey for the rest of his passing game, but now he's moved on to the Browns. He had 12 catches for 164 yards, three TDs. So doesn't seem like a lot, but it does open up a few more tight end touchdowns potentially for Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's still in a very good spot here in that top three range. He had 150 targets last year. Very durable. 1,336 yards receiving. 10 TDs on 103 catches. So he's still going to be probably the high volume guy in terms of reception for the Chiefs and maybe shot out a few more touchdowns. So I think there's a debate on where Kelsey lands. I think Zach Ertz has a lot of good things going for him. George Kittle as well. But I think mixing what they do best, the volume from Ertz, the uh, yardage from Kittle, and blending them with his touchdowns, Kelsey is definitely standing out as the number one tight end in fantasy football. Now, there's a debate on when you trigger to take Kelsey and uh, call his name here in drafts. And Again, he's a player that we know is going to go earlier than most people would like to take him, someone's going to jump on him just for that special position that he's in. Right now, this is not a misprint. He is actually ranked 12th overall. That's 12th overall, not at his position, obviously. Number one at his position, but right there in the first round of 12-team leagues, now his average draft position is 19th. Now, actually, I think on this one, the public has it a little bit better. I get the numbers are definitely wide receiver one-like numbers from a tight end. And you can have such an edge there. But he's going ahead of Tyreek Hill. And I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think I'd rather have these guys on my team. I get it, Kelsey's going to give me an edge. But say you come around and uh, you can have the potential there to uh, get some good tight end values later. So you really have to commit. You're going to ha- really cut yourself if you go with the uh, Travis Kelsey early, it's going to take you out of commission for a very top running back one or a wide receiver one here early in the draft. So I think to me he's more of a back end second round pick because then you have that established player that you take early. If you make the turn right now, what you're looking at based on the rankings would be Travis Kelsey and Nick Chubb. And I'm not sure I would feel really good about that turn here. You have a DeAndre Hopkins going at 13 as well. So there's some values there. You definitely think you'd want 
Hopkins over Kelsey if you were able to make the turn. So just beware of overdrafting a tight end. Again, you're looking for the best value on return, and you could get a little bit of that if you look at uh, George Kittle a little later or Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz right now is ranked 41st, ADP of 31. George Kittle is 25th, ADP of 36. So, again, is the production of Kelsey going to be that much better? That's what you have to weigh. But to me, again, second-round pick more than uh, first-round pick, but still locked in as a awesome T1. And if you get him in your lineup, you'll have a big advantage over other teams because it, the tendency to find uh, wide receiver threes who can outperform are easier to find than uh, tight end ones that are late or tight end two that are going to outperform and give you that value that you're going to get in Kelsey. So if you just like to set and forget a tight end, you know you're going to get a big-time producer. Just get Kelsey. Get done with Just be wary of where you draft him. Again, second round to me is where I start with his value here in 2019. We'll be back in a moment to uh, wrap up our look at the Chiefs, but i got to tell you, you got to check out the new Lockdown NFL. It's on fire, folks. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows out there. With the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock, Lockdown NFL is your daily national podcast of all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Lockdown NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. We'll be back to put a quick bow on the 2000. 19 Kansas City Chiefs fantasy football outlook. All right, uh, we talked about the exciting parts of the Chiefs' offense. Well, we got to take a moment to talk about their defense. Now, the defense was all about getting the, to the quarterback, and really that's where the value came. But they didn't have enough big plays as we wanted. They were good in certain stretches last year. Right now, Kansas City out of fantasy ranking position at number 19 their ADP is 14 so the public likes the Chiefs a little bit more than the experts do here but again this is a team that's playing off a big time offense so there's going to be opportunities to make plays and then the concern is with the new defense scheme coming in there how is that going to affect them they did lose Steven Nelson at corner who led them in interceptions last year so they're going to have to make up for that they did lose D Ford. They replaced him with Flank Clark, however, so they do have a way to bounce back. Still have Chris Jones in the middle there. Overall, they were very good. Again, pass rushing team. They're going to have to make up for the 13 sacks of Ford, but in comes Clark, who can definitely do that. They're in a different scheme here. Justin Houston also gone, moved on to the Colts. That's another nine sacks gone. So a lot of stuff depleted here. I think it's going to be more of a bend, don't break type defense. They do have some playmakers. They had Tehran Matthew in free agency, Juan Thornhill there, a rookie that they like, thumper in the back. So they should get much better safety play this year with Matthew there versus uh, having no Eric Berry. Not healthy really in his final season of the team. They're hoping that Bashad Breland can provide a playmaking presence. But overall, I think Chiefs are your typical team. Play the matchups. They're a streamer. I don't see again the interceptions or sacks going up. I think they level off to what they were last year. So usable in a lot of matchups based on their opponents. Uh, Prey on the weak defenses that are going to get caught under pressure trying to catch up against uh, these Kansas City Chiefs in their high-scoring ways. So, again, about the same values last year. Streaming, not bad to have an option to platoon if looking at their schedule. 
but not a unit that you're going to set it, forget it, draft in the top 12 there here in 2019. So there you have it. There's a look at the entire Kansas City Chiefs uh, fantasy football outlook here for 2019. Again, going over Patrick Mahomes, QB1, but beware of where you draft them, as well as Travis Kelsey, TE1, both the best on the board at their positions, but in relation to the rest of the positions, be careful where you draft them. Damian Williams as a solid RB2, Tyreek Hill as a top five worthy wide receiver one at that position as well. So there you have it, the Chiefs, exciting. Can't wait for them to get back on the field and give us some fantasy points. It's going to be spectacular. I don't think their offense is going to have much of a drop-off, and their defense still is going to be valuable in spots this season. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll be back tomorrow to look at the Los Angeles Chargers and their fantasy football prospects for 2019.